Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome back to Your Pursuit of Happiness. I'm Laura. I'm Paul. Today we're going to talk about when are we back in the office? Mm, burning question. Absolutely burning question. I'm hearing many different timelines. Yeah. I'm hearing September, October and then next year from yeah. some people. Is there any consensus on when companies are going to be back in the office from, your, from what you're hearing? If I was to say the majority opinion is starting to go back all things being equal as in nothing changes in terms of where the pandemic is now um, I think the first people going back and you're talking anywhere from 10 to 30 percent of a workforce from September onwards mm. that's either going to be for teams that are deemed critical so teams that have to be in the office for whatever reason and there's obviously people doing that already at the minute yeah. to teams that require that extra I suppose face-to-face interaction so they'll be the teams that go back first and a lot of companies are considering people who want to go back to the office and um, so you know a lot of people have struggled sometimes if they have um, families it can be harder to get things done or they want to be back in the office for mental health or people are living on on their own and you know one bed apartments in the city center and not really seeing anyone yeah. else all day there, there's all those types of things that companies are considering but generally speaking September onwards, um, some return back to the office. Mm. A lot of what I'm hearing is it'll be on a, an optional basis for the majority of employees. So no one's going to be forced back to the office yeah. as such, but the option will be there to go back. And then anything kind of beyond that, it, it's really, really, really hard to say. But yeah. generally speaking, companies are, it's yeah, it's 2021 yeah. before there's anything like 100% back in the office, even if there is 100% back in the office at any stage. Yeah. But a lot of it is, is kind of down to um, different teams. And, and I've heard all sorts of stuff from like, you know, green teams and red teams and green teams are in on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and red teams or Tuesdays and Thursdays, whatever. So people are coming up with all sorts of ways of, of, uh, of organising this. Okay. And another burning question, do people want to go back to the office? Mm, that is the other big question. And there, there's, yeah, again, mixed opinions on this. Yeah, so, very mixed. Yeah. Uh, so there's, absolutely, there's people who want to go back to the office. Like, that, that's a given. I think the majority of people don't want to go back on a full-time basis. Yeah. And then there's there's a cohort of people who don't want to go back to the office at all, perfectly happy working remotely. Mm. And I think the real challenge for employers would be how do you kind of meet those needs going mm. forward? Because things will normalise and we will be back to a very competitive, well, we're, we're in it already, uh, jobs market or yeah. candidate market I suppose so I think it's it's incumbent on some employers to, to listen to employees and make sure that they're, they're kind of doing the right thing but like for you, you you do tech recruitment obviously I think remote working and stuff like that has been a little bit more normal yeah it's always been a massive demand in the tech world anyway yeah it hasn't been so much in, in kind of non-tech there's there's different kind of levels of it in, in different parts of it like anyone sort of front office focused or anything around corporate finance you wouldn't really see work from home much at all for more kind of operational roles maybe you see it a little bit more but it's been a massive massive change for that sector and i think a lot of people are really enjoying it and really appreciate the benefits that it gives in terms of more time with family more flexibility all of that yeah. kind of stuff yeah i think from my perspective i i'd like partial 
mm. think partial work from home is nice but I do miss the social element or even yeah. saying hi to people in the hallway <laughs> yes apart from um, me, me apart from you of course <laughs> but I do agree with um with what people are saying that the work-life balance piece is my my work-life balance has been so much more enhanced yeah. over the last five months yeah. Um, we're I suppose we we are lucky. We live beside the Phoenix Park, so we've been able to avail of that amenity. Mm. But I think the majority of people, absolutely, it's the it's the mix yeah. work from home and office. There's been a lot of talk of the pandemic changing how we work in the future. What are you hearing from companies and employees? I think um what we've talked about already in terms of how people are going back to the office is obviously one mm. major thing. So. I think we'll see a lot more of that blend of remote work and office work. I think companies will be a lot more flexible in terms of how they do that and how they offer it. Obviously, a lot of companies are set up now to work from home. There's no excuse that you're not set up anymore yeah. because it's obviously happened. Yeah. yeah, or else I don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> so that that's that's definitely there. I've no doubt the expectation on the job seeker side is that there will be the opportunity to work from home. I, I think that's absolutely a given. Mm. And so employers need to really take that into consideration at the yeah. moment. I think flexibility, more than just working from home, is, yeah. is a big thing. So a neighbour of my parents, uh, he was saying, he's, he's on the banking side, and he was saying he, he normally takes a couple of hours out now during the day yeah. to look after the kids or to feed them or, or you know whatever he's doing. Um, and then his wife does the same. But then he works later and she works later. It's just that their timetable has shifted a little bit to, to be more flexible around family and, and, and kids and all of that. So I think that general flexibility will be a lot more mm. prevalent in the future. And I think a different way of managing almost, uh, that's you know nearly based around tasks, I suppose, or, or objectives. So being very clear with people around what they expect and what, what needs to be done in a given day or in a given week or, or whatever the case may be. Mm. I think one of the trends that I saw at the start and would have heard it from candidates in particular or job seekers in particular was managers didn't really know what to do. So we're checking in a lot more frequently on Slack or picking up the phone or whatever and felt a little bit micromanagey. So that, that seems to have kind of tied off a little bit now. And I think one of the things that people are watching out for and speaking with the client about this recently enough was if you are catching up with someone if you are catching up with a team member or someone who works with you or works for you or whatever the case may be that it's important to kind of have those casual chats the water cooler chats for the want of a better term it doesn't yeah. need to be work 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 all the time um, and having that kind of social aspect and bond because people do miss that is is really really important yeah what is the impact on management and leadership yeah i think there's been a massive massive shift companies that would traditionally not have thought about work from home at all except in exceptional circumstances clearly have had to adapt and from speaking about one or two of those they've changed absolutely they've changed in terms of, of what they want to do uh, going forward and have seen that employees are responsible whether they're in, in the office or not for the most part I, I also think it's shown up that there are people who have been able to kind of hide out I think so yeah it really has and I think managing poor performance or non-performance is something that people have had to get used to in, in a totally different way yeah uh, because everything is a lot more measured now everything is a lot more kind of output focused etc mm. so 
it, it, it'll really kind of highlight those things but it, mm. it's you know how do you manage all of that remotely and if you do need to go down the performance improvement plan route or something like that that, that can be a really really tricky one and I think it's I think really really important for leadership going forward that they see the changing workplace and changing culture and changing wants and needs and stuff of, of staff because if they don't competitors will mm. like I did hear of one company in particular reasonably large you know in terms of financial services and this was a couple of months ago so you're talking maybe June and word came down from their head office which was outside of Ireland that everyone's to be back in the office as soon as possible okay and a lot of people not very happy with that you know and it's it's the opposite to what we're hearing in the main like most employers are being very slow and very considered in terms of, of how yeah. they're working so I think uh, employers and leaders and managers need to be really really sensitive i think to the needs of their employees and that, that's one of the big shifts that we see is that due to the fact that some people are slacking off no i think it's it's just a general cultural perception that okay. we're not a company that allows work from home i'm just very rigid in terms of how they think about it and, and mm. how they have thought about it today but like at the start of the pandemic i definitely saw people who were looking to move because they were really pissed off with how employers made them come in when they felt that they shouldn't have to and when they yeah. saw their friends in working competitors not having to come in and you know people weren't annoyed that they had to come into the office they were annoyed that they felt they were putting themselves in danger or family yeah. members in danger too because they had to come in and I think you can tell you can tell when it's genuine and when it's not so there, there's absolutely a cohort of people who don't want to come in because they just don't want to do that much and you know it's easier to toss when you're at home but I think that's been shown to really be the minority whereas a lot of people are, are very genuine and you know appreciate the fact that they have been able to work from home and everything else mm-hmm. so yeah culture needs to change if, if you're in an organization or Big if you time. are an organization that is very focused on you have to be in or else you're not working like that's gone those it days are gone really is gone Paul we also spoke to a friend of ours who has been working from home since March. And she was saying that the company have requested them all to come back in. Mm. I think it's next month because of some people slacking off. Yeah. It's really unfair though, isn't it? It's crazy. Like to me, that just shows really bad management, to be honest. Yeah. Um, like why why would the company not tackle those who aren't performing? Mm. Um, surely you can perform the same, like unless you need to physically be in an office or a building to do your work mm. and it's manual in, in some way like everyone has access to systems and phones and all that like that's all sorted so there's no excuses anymore yeah. so tackle the problems don't punish the people who are performing mm. because of the poor performers or underperformers just mm. crazy yeah might you might have a tough time retaining those people yeah absolutely and like we, we saw it a lot on the coaching side as well at, at the start in particular managers leaders everyone else needed support in terms of getting used to the new normal and how do you manage in a pandemic and all of that kind of stuff and, and like a lot of what came out of that for me if you want to talk about trends and stuff is people already knew what they had to do it was really just a case of this is something that clearly hadn't come up before there was a lot of overwhelm going on there was a lot of obviously shift in turn shift and change management and all of that kind of stuff that came up so it wasn't really about how do we manage remotely it was really about how do I think about this and not I suppose get obsessed with everything else and all the change that's happening and all the flux that's happening at the minute but um, that was a lot of what we saw at, at, at the very start but as I said at the at some point in this anyway 
if you need to put people on performance plans, it needs to be done remotely, just the same as it would have been done in an office. Yeah. Um, managing poor performance and underperformance is not a reason to bring people back into an office. Yeah, and as you said, it's a lot easier to see th- th- those who are underperforming yeah, right now. Yeah, it's all very measurable, yeah, definitely. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.